It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Yeah. All so, right, let's get this massive talent. You want to welcome going. the baddies? Because last time, usually, I think it'd be a nice idea if you welcomed ICBTB. I welcome ICBTB. Is highly relevant. Can you uh, can you play like organ music though, so I can be just like, oh, like a church? <laughs> welcome. Do you baddies, want organ welcome. music or monks in the bad- background? <laughs> what are you asking? <laughs> I don't know the difference. One's an instrument. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. You, One is you several a, Asian men. Such a flash of like anger <laughs> over like this. Because I have a limit, man. It's just like this what, entire day what? has been a bit to you. I, I haven't. I, I I only saw you from two o'clock on. It's like seven fifty p.m. now. Two o'clock is really early for Christian. It's really early. Yeah. I saw you were my morning. Well, you were like my second afternoon. I believe that you yeah. wake up really early. <laughs> Do you not Bienvenidos. 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 Mis Bienvenidos. amigos de los baddies. Yo soy Alejandro. Esta mi amigo Cristian. Esta y mejora. Are you sure you want to start off this episode with unconfident Spanish? Are you sure you want to start this episode off like that? We're setting the tone for like one a of... You a band in the back. A what? Like a band. A mariachi band yeah. playing in the background. Are you sure you want to start with unconfident Spanish? It's the best. Okay, I'm sorry. Welcome, 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 baddies. Hey, welcome to another episode of ICBTB Podcast. Podcast. Ooh, I almost said the other one. Oh. Um, uh, but that doesn't matter. No, this is our movie episode. And it's a movie we've been looking forward to for about a year now. A very long time. I remember reading this like in the articles online, and it sounded like a joke. I feel like Variety announced this movie years ago, and it wasn't an actual thing until about two years ago. Well, supposedly, Nicolas Cage had been offered this role for this specific movie three or four times, and he turned it down three or four times until he received a personal letter from the director. Oh. Ain't that crazy? Somebody did some Googling. Yeah, I did a little bit of research for this because I... Love Nicolas Cage. Well, I mean, I was doing research too, but I did get distracted by that fanfic. You did. Listen to last week's, or this week's Highly Relevant, if you want to learn about that Nicolas Cage Shrek fanfic that he did research on. I mean, it happens. It's It's a weird thing. Shrek? Yes, Shrek the Ogre. Wow. It's a thing. I'll read it to you later. Uh, Real quick, let's introduce uh, my fiance. She is in the studio with us. She went to the movie theaters with us a few hours ago to watch this movie because she loves Nicolas Cage just as much. What movie specifically (laughs) do you enjoy Nicolas Cage in? Ghost Rider. She likes Ghost Rider. (laughs) Nicolas Cage thinks he's hot. That's that's one of his better ones. It's not really? his best. It's not his best, why. but it, it is a good Nick I had, like, Cage movie. DVD and I had like a mini portable DVD player, and I just watched it. My favorite part times. about that movie is how much he loves jelly beans. Is that really Wait, like something about the character? Part. He eats a lot of jelly beans. It's so odd that they chose Nicolas Cage for that role. For Ghost Rider, just does not match. Well, I mean, who else could they have picked instead? Ah, no clue. George Clooney? A lot of other people. I mean, but they ended up choosing George Clooney for Batman, and that wasn't a good choice. It would have been worse. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. We watched a film called The, the Unbearable Weight of, of Massive Talent. Talent. What a long title. Well, you know what? It's not as uh, long as a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, but it's- Is that a- an actual movie? Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of words. Based on a play. Um, um, no, but this movie is starring your favorite uh, Kim- that's Nicholas Kim Coppola I'm talking about. Oh, that's right. That's his real name because he's the nephew Aww. of Francis Ford, right? It is. It is. It is. Which it is, is really cool. Uh, but uh, in this movie, he plays Nick Cage, who is not related to any of the Coppolas. He no, they actually say Coppola in they this movie. They do make once. a joke, but they but they one of the references that Nicholas Cage made was talking about um, in one of his interviews was like, "This is a character, guys. Let's just yeah. make it really clear that this is not me." And everyone's like, "Yeah, it's pretty clear. It's not you, pal." Yeah, it's just that it's not even an exaggerated version of himself. Online, it says that this is just a very fictitious version of himself. He's basically just providing fan service to all of the memes that were created about him throughout the years. It's being very self self referential. Yeah. Um, but I do know that at one point, Nicolas Cage wanted to play the Pedro Pascal role, which I thought would have been fun uh, if he would have played like the fan of Nicolas Cage instead. And someone else were to play Nicolas Cage? Yeah. That would be just too much for me to handle. That would be too much for me to handle. with the way technology is now, just make him play Nicolas Cage. Yeah, it would have worked because look, there was already like a- Young Nick Cage. Young Nicolas Cage uh, from Wild at Heart. Nicky. 
Nikki is what he called him, and it was purposely bad de-aging special effects. I, was it purposely bad, or is that... I think that's on par for de-aging. No, I think that was purposefully bad. Oh, I don't know. I thought it looked kind of equivalent with every other de-aging I've ever no, seen. No, for a comedy, I think they did it way better for, like, uh, what do you call it? Gemini Man. I think Gemini Man was way better in terms of this, because that was a more serious take on de-aging. Yes, but Michael Douglas's de-aging in Endgame was about as corny as this one. Okay, okay. All right, uh, but let's agree that but it's all better than Robert De Niro's de-aging from oh, The Irishman. This, like, old man hand? He he beat someone up. Can't, he was supposed to be, like, a dude in his 30s, still looked like he was in his 70s. Can't de-age an old man's posture. No. Um, uh, shall we jump into it, sir? Let's get into it, dude. Feet first, mouth open. This movie is rated R, and it was released in the year 2022. Actually, it was released last week. Very recently, yeah. Has a runtime of one hour and 46 minutes, or as Christian texted me earlier today, two hours and 15 minutes. I read the wrong thing. I thought it was going to be a two and a half hour film, which I completely believe that it would be. I mean, and we both, we took it, we took that on the chin. We both saw that and we're like, all right. I guess we're going to have to like just salve it through. Like, that's a long ass movie. And, and, Throughout the whole movie, I kept being like, dude, there's a whole nother hour. I kept on thinking that, too. <laughs> I was thinking, and you know what? After Last Action Hero, I'll believe anything has another hour tacked into yeah, it because yeah. this movie definitely could have been like, and now we're in your very theater. Yep. And it'd be like, oh, fuck. Now it's a live show. It's that wacky of a film. <laughs> it's wacky pataki. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw the numbers on here, so this isn't going to be a fun game. I mean, it's changed a little bit since yesterday. Literally since when I checked it yesterday for showtimes. Um, it had a, it has a one, uh, I'm sorry, a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb and 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, and is that a six? Yeah, I believe that's a six, yeah. a 67% on the Metacritic. Um, but Google, <sighs> yeah, Google, before getting into Google, I do want to preface by saying when this did have its initial release at South by Southwest, it held a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for the longest time for mm. weeks for weeks and just like you were saying if you guys don't know how Rotten Tomatoes works it is a consensus where a bunch of critics put in their input so it's gonna change sure. throughout it's not just a static number so now it's at 87% but the fact that it was a Nicolas Cage that was a Nicolas Cage movie at 100% is just freaking uh, awesome Um, yeah I mean it's 87 still a fairly good rated movie yeah. especially with critics and everybody you know and for it being a comedy dude a, a, a wacky a, comedy a, like a buddy thriller I mean even in the movies, they're like, yeah, I don't really like just straight up comedies. I like it to have like an action driven story. I just line. don't like it when it's like two dudes talking. <laughs> and that's <laughs> like, exactly. The whole movie was just two, two dudes, dudes talk- talking, man. Uh, anyways, Google, Google users. users. Uh, what do you think, Melissa? Mm, 96. Ooh, I'm going to say a 94. I'm going to say 91. Okay, what is it? 91. Oh, it's because they took a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's because you took a look at it. <laughs> you okay? It's because that's my that's my Nick Cage impression. Oh, that's good. But yeah. Hey, what's up, man? I'm Ghost Rider, man. <laughs> <laughs> they all sound vaguely like a '50s bully. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Released April twenty second, twenty twenty two. It's a lot of twos in that number. Uh, had a budget of thirty million dollars. Christian, do you want to see or guess how much it's made back so far? I read that on its Thursday night premiere, it made like eight hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars, but was predicted to make about fifty to seventy million dollars in its opening weekend. It hasn't even been out for seven days, but it has made eleven million dollars. Eleven? Yeah, it's only nice. not even a whole week, but you know, almost half its money back. That'll be fun. People are going to see this movie just because it's going to be. It's fun to see Nick Cage make fun of himself. It's advertised really well on social media. Oh, it's all, it's all over the place. All over. The, I mean, because like, think about the. Think about what you're selling. It's Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage with what, Pedro Pascal. What I asked you at the beginning, I'm like, <clears throat> so are these like real things that happened to him? She's <laughs> like, is this truly based on Nicolas Cage? It's based on his autobiography. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, so this really happened to him? You're like, no, no, no. no. Not at all. <laughs> Just like, I don't even know if it's an exaggerated aspect of his life but no he does not run into like a an arms dealer and try to like I just save came his in family blind. this is more believable to me than like the interview yes you know what i mean yes yeah whereas like i st- i believe they're both in the same universe mm-hmm. i do believe this one was like yeah yeah yeah. this one's just a little less wacky the interview was crazy because that's james franco uh being this uh talk show host literally uh 
calling Eminem gay or not calling him gay, but like finding out he's gay and like putting it all over the headlines. Remember but that? But isn't James Franco playing James Franco in that movie? I don't know. I, well, with comedies nowadays, isn't everyone playing themselves, but like heightened? For sure. For sure. Right? For shiggity. For shiggity. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't ever say those words. For, I don't. Shiggity? If that's the first time those words have left your mouth and you're trying <laughs> it out on a public platform, don't do that ever again in public. Uh, we'll see. I'll try it again later. Okay, um, sure. um no, this movie was a lot of fun. I think what's interesting about this movie is how many people wanted to be in this film, clearly, yeah. just because they wanted to be involved. This movie has Neil Patrick Harris. Yep. This movie has Tiffany Haddish. Yep. Ike Bernholtz. Mm-hmm. Pedro Pasquale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demi Moore. For a hot second. Literally 10 seconds. Uh, and then uh, the director that he chases down in the beginning of the movie was supposed to be Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that's what I was That would have been cool. Yeah, because I mean- I would love... Well, I don't know why Quentin would turn down a role like this. It's, like, so quick. It's so fast. I think the COVID postponations... Post- ah, that's true. Postponidities. I think they started shooting this in late 2020. Because November. They, in November of 2020. I think Neil Patrick Harris was among the last people to have signed on in, like, November of 2020. They were like, okay, let's start shooting. Methinks we read the same page of facts. Yeah. Um. um <laughs> no, so Nick Cage is clearly, like... You know how I knew he was playing a character because it's when he opens is he's driving that like '90s Ferrari or whatever. Like yeah. it's clearly like an older nice car, but he's still driving it around. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Nick Cage can definitely afford a, a nice car. Oh, he can. I mean, like, there's so Did much. Did you see Willy's Wonderland? <laughs> yes, yes, he loves his car in that. Um, there's so much self awareness in this, and I love how the movie opens up. It's this. Uh... The Spanish girl and her boyfriend just watching Con Air, right? Oh, it opens up with Con Air. It's awesome. And I'm like, already, I'm hooked just seeing him on screen. And like, it's super meta. And like, this girl's just like, I fucking love Nicolas Cage. So fucking cool. <laughs> and then the door gets kicked in and she gets kidnapped and by two masked men. Yeah. And then straight into Nick Cage life, living it up in Hollywood. Yeah. Or surviving. Sir, he's trying his best. What did you think? Did you know? What do you know about Nicolas Cage's career prior to watching this movie? Did you know that he's like a struggling actor or was? A, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that he was. I mean, I don't think he's struggling right now. No, I think he's doing fine now. I mean, he's been coming out with some bangers. Like before this, he came out with Pig, which is in the high 90s in Rotten Tomatoes and is really good. I watched it on the on the plane to Arizona. Um, I think. He pretty much does whatever he wants now. Yeah. He's pretty much in the dream. But there's so many like jokes here that he's self-aware of, of like, okay, there was a period of time where I'm struggling for money because of my divorce and where, you know, when he sees the wax replica of himself, he's like, how much did this cost? And then uh, $6,000. I'll buy it for $20,000 off of you. Showing that he's the type of guy to buy. I want it. I want it right now. Because like, tell Melissa like what some of the random shit that Nicolas Cage has bought in real life, like a dinosaur skull. And I think like oh he- yeah, I, I, I didn't realize that I had like, I didn't realize I was the guy who has like a list of this stuff. But no, he I know he like outbid Leonardo DiCaprio for like a Tyrannosaurus Rex skull for like seven million dollars, something like that. Oh I also gosh. know he owned one of the most haunted bars in New Orleans, New Orleans on Bourbon Street. Um, but that one has gone through multiple people's hands. Like uh, Brad Pitt owned oh, it for a while. Yeah. Tom Hanks owned it for so a while. So just impulse buys? Kind um, I mean, when you got that much money, yeah, you got to spend it. Yeah, you can't take it with you. Also, if you have it, then they'll tax you on it. So you might as well get rid of it when you do. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was just like, he was a movie star. They say in the movie all the time, like the first time we see uh, Nikki, mm-hmm. his younger self, Nikki's just like, what how's that interaction he's like you just gotta work man he's like you just gotta keep going he's like you're none of this art shit yeah yeah because nicholas cage was like i'm trying to be an actor i'm trying to like uh just do something that's character driven with like a a, a, like with an indie director that's really good and then like nikki's like no you're a fucking movie star so act (laughs) like it yeah i mean he has this weird push and pull of wanting to be like the artiste yeah and then also needing to like pay his bills so, like, immediately he's getting offers to, like, do a birthday party. But then he's also having to do, like, auditions still. And he wants to read and stuff because he just loves the craft so much. Well, that's how the movie starts off is with that director that was supposed to be Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. It was, like, a nice lunch. And he was like, okay, yeah, I can play this character. I've been working on my Boston accent. He already had it. He, he yeah. Already, yeah, he already had the role. He just, he overshared. He talked too much and talked himself out of the role. I've never done that. Um, um, nope, never. I do like that him and Neil Patrick Harris go to, like, a Roman bathhouse. 
Or they like get the shit beat out of them with What's twigs. going on? They're getting hit with pom poms? No, that's like an Eastern European hot like rubber thing. castles? Yeah, I've never no, seen it. No, it's a plant. And then Neil Patrick uh, Harris is just enjoying it. It, it hurts so good. He's like, fuck. Oh, fuck. The more it hurts, the better it is for you. Uh, it's getting out your demons. Honestly, the way my back is right now. You like, probably need that oh, pom-pom dude, massage. I don't know what's going on with my back right now. Um, for the longest time, I thought Neil Patrick Harris was playing himself and they were buddies until he had like a phone call with him later. And he just, had a different name. Yeah. Uh, I like that phone call when he calls him because Nicolas Cage is doing his retirement from acting. Uh, and after making this long speech about how he's just a small piece of the storytellers of the universe and stuff like that. Of an art craft that has existed for over a hundred years. He's just a small piece of this universe. And, and Neil Patrick Harris is like, uh, hey, uh, I'm uh, driving right now. Can you repeat that? I'm driving through the hills right now. I have no signal. And he's just like, what did you say? He's like, never mind. Never mind. What do you guys feel about his relationship with his ex-wife and kid? I, I think that, I mean... That's a funny relationship. I don't know yeah. if Nicolas Cage that I imagine would have like uh, an a adultish daughter and a wife like this who's a... I mean, she was a makeup artist, right? I guess yeah. that's how they would have met. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's a believable story. Yeah, it was cute. I liked it. I thought... But knowing Nicolas Cage or like just knowing anyone, they wouldn't put their real life uh, familial relationships out there like that. So this is definitely yeah, just a like joke. like really civil. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, you know what one of his kids' name is? What? Kal-El. Kal-El? Yeah. What like do you mean? Superman's Kryptonian name. Oh, what? Yeah. Remember, you were telling me that he was supposed to be. He was going to be Superman at one point, yeah. Wow. Which um, would have been great. Would you would like to have seen that? Yeah, uh, Superman, Nicholas Cage? I would have rather seen Brendan Fraser be Superman more so than Nicholas Cage. But Brendan Fraser's a little too wacky. I don't know well, if he could pull it off. Mm. Yes. Post George of the Jungle, for sure. Yeah. But like when he first got the mummy and shit like that, there was a time when everybody was like, this this guy, this guy. Come. He's going to make it. He's going to make it far. Yeah. Um, I like how uh, we're introduced to the daughter through a therapy session. Like she's just oh, chilling she, on her phone. Yeah. We didn't even know she was there. And the therapy session is just Nicolas Cage talking about himself. Yeah. The entire time. And like even his relationship with his daughter is just him making her watch his old films. Yeah. Or just old films. Him. Yeah, just old films in general. I don't even know what that movie he was talking about. Like, what did uh, she said? The Cabin of Calamari or something like that? <laughs> yes. That, that's what she said, but I don't know what it actually was. Right? Type in The Cabin of Calamari, guys, on Google. That's the movie we're talking about. <laughs> and he's super snooty about it, right? It's and, like a 1920s, like, Polish-German film uh, that everybody else has seen. It's Pedro Pascal's favorite movie. Oh, okay. His second favorite movie. I can't wait till we actually... So he eventually just agrees to do this birthday party for a million dollars for a million dollars by this like very we're it's in spain right it's on the coast of spain mallorca is that the coast of spain yes okay and then like that's where he meets pedro pascal you walked out to use the restroom at this point so i'm gonna catch you up real quick uh uh, au contraire my little fish no i went outside to get popcorn oh that's what you did i'm so sorry um and what do you remember right before you leave or right before you left for that um, not much it sounds like <laughs> well no because no, because I could tell that it was all leading up to like he's about to go to the yard and it's, he's going to meet everybody but by the time I came back he was getting off the airplane oh yeah and that's where we meet Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz yeah, yeah. so I, I think I just missed a little bit of setup yeah. that I think I got from the trailer yeah anyways. you didn't miss too much I like the I wish that Ike Barinholtz and Tiffany Haddish more of like more funny scenes, but they really had a small part. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen Ike Barinholtz do a little bit more. But I like uh, Tiffany Haddish when she came in and like tried to act like a fangirl to Nicolas Cage and said, I love Croods too. He's like, oh, yeah. And then Ike Barinholtz is like, that's your point of reference for Nicolas Cage movies? No, her point of reference was, um, oh, fuck. It was Croods 2. No, that's what she said. She's like, my nephew loves Croods 2. Oh, I but see. she's like, Nick Cage. Oh, it was a different movie. Yeah, Moonstruck. That's she's what like, it was. from Moonstruck? And he's like, that's your point of reference? Not Face Off? Um, Not Con Air? And then he goes, uh, she, she asks him, like, haven't you seen Croods 2? He's like, no, I'm a 44-year-old man. Of course <laughs> I haven't seen Croods 2. Uh, Croods is a fucking hilarious movie, by the I way. Got, I have to watch it. I've only seen it uh, at my orthodontist. Because they play it while I'm getting my, <laughs> while I'm getting my Invisalign shit done, uh, dude. It's got Nick Cage, it's got Emma Stone, so Ryan I hear. Reynolds, yeah, yeah, uh, Cloris Leachman in the first one. Sounds like a stellar cast, man. Honestly, DreamWorks gets it done. They they kill it with their animated films. I do agree. Uh, Pedro Pascal has, uh, I wouldn't say ulterior motives. 
I would say they're just his straight up motives. He's so wholesome. Uh, yeah, because like, and they, I keep wanting to think he's a bad guy throughout all of it, but he's just as dumb as Nicolas Cage. That's what. That's the beauty of this buddy comedy yeah. is that they are dumb and dumber essentially, yeah. right? <gasps> they're just two they're dumb just dudes. I mean, what 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 did you think of Pedro Pascal? You're not too familiar with the actor. What did you think of his role here and how uh, how he was in the movie? I don't know. He was just trying to be like a good person to him. Does it blow your mind that he doesn't usually do comedies? Mm, no. He's like an action star. He, he oh. had good timing for being. Uh, I wouldn't even say action. I'd be more like a dramatic yeah. actor. Yeah. Although he does quite a bit of action. Because he was in Narcos. He was in Game of Thrones. Well, he played it well. Pedro Pascal was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, man. He was a. Uh, because you didn't watch it, right? Uh-uh. So he sh- he pops up in maybe the third or fourth season, and he has like a very, very cool. Maybe role. I did know that. Uh, he's also a Mandalorian. Yes, he is the Mandalorian, which he is, is really cool. He is. I forget about that, and he's about to play Joel in the Last of Us uh, uh, series coming up on HBO. So I'm really excited about that. And he was in Wonder Woman eighty four as the villain that you don't really like. I don't think anybody did. Um, <laughs> um, uh, no, I do think it's interesting though that Pedro Pascal is. Trying to like get Nicolas Cage to read the script. It's so cute. It's so cute. And we never really get to see this. Well, I guess we see the final scene of the movie. Yeah, but that's not even the script that he was working on prior. No, because Nicolas Cage doesn't even read it. Because we see, I think, while you're in the, uh, while you're getting popcorn, uh, there's a little cut to scene to Neil Patrick Harris, some dude handing him a script from this guy, uh-huh. and Neil Patrick Harris says it's it's trash. Put it in the trash. Doesn't even read it at all. And that's why Nicolas Cage never gets his hands on that it. That makes sense. That makes sense. And then we find out later on that Nicolas Cage wants to make a movie with Pedro Pascal. No, he needs to spend more time on the island because now he's working for the friend. CIA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't even want to make the movie with him. Right. He like as soon as he's like, no, I want to stay here and help you make a new movie. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just like, an excuse. He's so bad at even being like a, a, a spy. Yeah. <laughs> For being an incredible actor, he's just bad at being a spy. And dude. the whole time he's like, acting is just like being a CIA agent. It's exactly the same. He tried. He was like, I could really do this. Like the spyware stuff, I could really I could do, do this, this for real. And prior to that, did they do? They did LSD after that, right? After the fact, like the first day they meet, they do LSD Their and whole... they go on like a crazy drive. Mm-hmm. And just Pedro Pascal's stoned, smiley, like so adorable child face. It's like. Just watching them bond. I mean, like, the the way they initially bond before the LSD is just, like, Pedro Pascal is just, like, what's your favorite movie? And then Nicolas Cage is just, like, How do I oh, pick just one? Fuck, how do I pick just one? We gotta at least do top three. What are your favorite three movies? And Pedro Pascal is just, like, first one's Face Off, for sure. Thank you. And then the Nicolas second Cage one. Nicolas Cage is, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And then the second one is, like, my second favorite movie is The Cabin of Calamari. And he's just like, you like Calamansi as well? Or whatever the fucking thing is. It? Is it Calamari? No, Calamansi? I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, dude. And then uh, the third one is the best one. Paddington 2. And which like Nicholas, we didn't watch. Which uh, he hadn't, hasn't seen yet. I want to watch. Have you seen any of the Paddingtons? Mm-mm. We were going to watch it. I want to I want to see cuz I hear great things about it. I mean, I always liked the story of Paddington Bear as a child. I remember that book growing up, but uh, no, I haven't seen the movies let's, either. I mean, if it's being referenced in this movie, let's watch it and let's review it. Did you find the name of the movie? Yes. What's it called? What is it? Great, I haven't found it yet. I thought I <laughs> Is it, what did you type in? Did you type in the cabin of calamari? No, I'm I'm typing it. going to give me like a recipe for calamari. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> A restaurant called the Cabinet of the Cabinet of Doctor. Oh, it's a, the Cabinet. The Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Okay, we were way off. What are we the Cabin of Calamansi? <laughs> <laughs> the Cabinet of Caligari. Uh, yes, and Paddington too, which is a masterpiece. So you've and you didn't see the first one. You just went straight to the either of them. Too? I haven't seen either of them. I just love that that was like the movie that they threw in. We had a discussion before recording about how I said I, I'm pretty safe in saying that I don't think you need to see the first Paddington yeah. to see the second one. And you're like, I think I need to see the first one for context. But I was like, I don't. I'm pretty sure they'll explain everything in the second one. It seems to me like that's the kind of sequel that'll be like, essentially like in the first <clears throat> in the credits, it'll be like last time. <laughs> on Stuart Little. Paddington 2 is not going to be the type to be like, on the last movie, no, Paddington okay. 1. Okay, not in so many words, but they will be like, they'll like probably have like, like pictures recap. of like the little girl when she meets okay. him. And then like when he gets his hat. And then I assume like when he goes to the train station, right? Isn't Paddington the one who waits at the train station? I don't know. We haven't seen the movies. 
You're talking to the wrong people right now. All right, let's get back to the movie. Paddington 2 is the best movie ever, apparently, and it makes Nicolas Cage cry. Um, Did you think that he was actually the arms dealer? Um, No. In fact, I thought that that girl who got kidnapped was going to be like Pedro Pascal's daughter or something. Mm, okay, so you thought gonna that was going to be the like, twist. I, I never thought that Pedro Pascal was the actual kidnapper. Uh-huh. Um, I was hoping not. I was like, this movie, the way this movie is is going, like, there's no way we're going to hate guy. Pedro yeah, Pascal. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no way. The, the part that I thought where I got the closest to hating Pedro Pascal was when the CIA tells him, like, there's a secret room in the house that we need you to go check. And so he's trying to find a way to, like, get away from Pedro Pascal, and he finds the yeah. mirror. Oh, this is after the LSD trip. Yeah. And Pedro like Pascal's like, door. you want to yeah. see what's in that other room? What did you think was going to be inside of the mirror door? I don't know. Like some like creepy shit. You maybe. thought it was going to be creepy shit? I don't know. Like maybe just like a weird a weird collection, of course, but not of him. Well, it was oh, I thought it was going to be a Nicolas Cage shrine. I, I thought it might be guns because he might still legitimately be a gun dealer. But not be involved with the kidnapping. Mm. Um, but I like so much more that. <laughs> no, it's just I'm just it's I'm just curious. As to... I thought you're like no, you're wrong. Nah, Alex. you're fucking stupid. No, you're you're fucking, a dumbass, dude. You're idiot, you didn't Alex. see that it was gonna be like a Nicolas Cage shrine. You dumbass. <laughs> Fuck thinking, out of here. Dude. I hate you sometimes. Um, but I do love that he had like literally something from every movie. Loved it. Even like the chainsaw from Mandy, which I haven't seen but I know is his, one of his lesser films. He had the clapper from The Rock. Yeah. He had this he had one of those uh pillows where you swipe it a certain way it's a different <laughs> yeah. picture on the pillow. Uh, apparently Nicolas Cage gave one of those pillows to every cast member and crew member. I what? love it. I want to be and friends then he with signed him. him. He seems like such a cool guy. We have a Nicolas hold that up, put that to your well, oh, unfocus. Yeah. Lieutenant Nicolas Cage. There we go. We we are fans of Nick Cage in this household and in this studio. I oh, would love to have pillow. every piece of um, memorabilia in that room. Would you be interested in doing a Nick Cage fest similar to Josh Wolf's Arnold fest? Yes, yes, one hundred percent. I we can maybe set we should maybe set that up. Yeah, we, and we'll we just make a, like we'll a make a party weekend out of it. or something. Yeah, yeah. Can we do that at your place? Um, yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for letting me invite myself over, dude. I mean, hey, anything to get you to come over. You never want to come over. I always do. I'm just so busy. What items from that uh, room would you want? Uh, the chainsaw from Mandy. That sounds fun. Seems That's the a- most usable. I like Actually, how we... What? I want the two gold-plated guns from Face Off. Oh, my gosh. That whole, like, wax... That scene wax of him figure. just saying, like, this is grotesque. So that wax figure <laughs> looks more like Javier Bardem than it does Nicholas Cage it's to me. It's like... It's so it's bad. Javier Bardem with, like, a... George Clooney haircut. You know, I would pay six thousand bucks for that though. See, when he said six thousand, I was like, "That's pretty cheap." What celebrity of Nick Cage, or would you? Was there any other celebrity you'd want a wax figure of? Specifically, that one. Either that or a Nacho Libre, Jack Black, Nacho mm, Libre. I could see that wax, like real life wax person. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a life size la- wax replica of uh, Doogie Howser. I could believe that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like Neil Patrick Harris where he is now, but like but younger, as, like a teenage child. child yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and people are like, isn't it weird that that's a kid? Like, no, that's a doctor. That's a doctor. Like, you I'm, refer I'm, to him as Doctor Houser. Doctor Houser. Yeah, yeah, I'm lucky to have him in the house with me. Um, let's talk about the LSD trip a little bit more because we barely touched up on that. It is funny because after he takes the LSD, he's already aware that he has to kind of like uh, be a spy, right? Uh, he has already agreed to it, and if I remember correctly. The acid kind of comes up with them being like, yeah, you have to hang out with him and like get more yeah. information. It's like, I like how he like accepts it, too. He's just like, oh, fuck it, and puts his tongue out like he's taking communion. <laughs> <laughs> Hella drops. Oh. So many drops of, of acid. So first of all, I mean, and I don't know. I've just read it in books. But if you're able to get your hands on actual liquid acid, that's a bunch of pure Yeah, that's like really acid. concentrated. Yeah, that's well, that like guy has money. Inten- but I'm just saying, like, to have it in the liquid form is like the most intense, purest form of it. That's so they're like, fucked up. You need, most of the people do blotters or sugar cubes. I don't know. I've just read it in books. I don't know how Pedro Pascal is driving cliffside. Right. I was like, is, is he okay it. to drive? No. No. I mean, uh, Nicolas Cage wasn't okay to drive. No, he hit everything in sight. <laughs> that whole interaction is one of the funniest scenes in the movie. But you know how Pedro Pascal got him behind the wheel, though? What? He goes, uh, you, I read that you did all your own stunts on Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and Nicolas Cage just wants to like, I did do all my stunts. You're right. Those wheelies were pretty cool. He's like, those wheelies were, were really cool. cool. I like how they're trying to like, okay, Nicolas Cage is getting texts from Vivian, Tiffany Haddish, the entire time. And it's so cute. Small, subtle things like this. How... 
Pedro Pascal is like kind of looking over his shoulder to like see who he's texting because he's just worried, you know? He's just like, why are yeah. you not hanging out with me? But again, yes. It's a I clingy friendship. It's like not even like a worthy thing, but it's just like, a, oh, what's uh, what's going on on your phone? Like, I mean, you ever catch yourself doing that when somebody pulls out their phone, you like look to the scene, you're like, oh, fuck. I feel guilty. I like, look away. and um, Feel dirty. I'm just like, oh, I'm not supposed to be uh, reading that. But he says, like, I'm just texting my daughter. I'm just, and like, in reality, he's not. And I love. But that's how Pedro Pascal knows that he has a daughter. Uh, well, I mean, I think he was. Yeah, yeah. They find, he finds out about the flawed relationship with his daughter. Um, and they, st- there's, they're, they keep talking about trying to, like, build this movie. And they're like, what if it's a paranoid drama thriller? <laughs> and then, like, Nicolas Cage, he points at these two <laughs> random dudes in the back. <laughs> he's like, yeah, like. Anybody could be uh, watching us. Anybody, right now. Like like those guys over there. Pedro Pascal's like those guys are watching. Us. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought what I thought was going to happen is that that was going to be the reveal that he is an arms dealer. That those yes. are his enemies. Actually, I, yes. they're going to start running. But when he does take off and runs away, and they go somewhere else, a second hiding spot. My favorite like callback to a joke is when he goes, "Oh my god, they're right there again!" And it's just two completely other guys <laughs> with the same hair, the same haircuts. It was like a redhead and like a balding dude. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god, they're there again!" Do you remember when Nicolas Cage was like, "All right, if you're gonna look at them again, you have to be nonchalant about it." He goes, "Fake a laugh, <laughs> fake a laugh." <laughs> okay. <laughs> for so for looking at them look, it's supposed to be like a subtle chuckle to like him looking behind it but he's looking at these two people laughing hell so they just like look up at him and he looks back at Nicolas Cage and he's like about to cry because he realizes that he fucked up and we have is, to get out of here this is when they start running toward the wall the and wall then, that had a side opening yes come Come on, give me your hand. Use me as a human stool. How'd you get over here? Well, I just walked around. Just walked around. He <laughs> drops Pedro Pascal from like so three feet hard. and it's slow motion. <laughs> <sighs> this oh. movie is has like some of the dumbest like bits and gags, but the way that they're done, like the like they essentially did the don't look now mm-hmm. like kind of bit. And then they also did the, you know, oh, I just walked around the wall. Like they're doing pretty sim- simple remedial bits, yes, but they're fucking very conventional. Point. I mean, it's because they're very committed. It's seeing Nicolas Cage in a comedy is already great, but seeing Pedro Pascal fully committed to this character that he's not usually cast as. That is that is for sure. Yeah, it was fun seeing Nicolas Cage, uh, Pedro Pascal be so silly and laugh because. Yeah. Uh, it's like, sir, go catch uh, fucking Pablo Escobar. Yeah, you, that's what you're thinking, right? Yeah. He's a DEA agent. What that's what I know you as. Yeah, put your helmet back on Mandalorian. Uh, I love it. Okay, so after the LSD trip, that's when they uh, Nicholas Cage crashes into everything. <laughs> Still no scratches on that car. I mean, yeah, and but again, it's a movie movie. Yeah. This movie felt like the movie you'd see in Last Action Hero, like the kind of like in-world films that you'd see. Yes, just like an out there. It's in the in that movie universe. Yeah, I love the meta knowing like knowing what they're doing kind of film of it. Um, and Nick Cage just like, you know, you can tell that the whole time he's struggling with like, my character has a secret and the secret is like his family's falling apart. Yeah. Um, but it's not so much of a secret where it's like it never comes up. Like it is a focal point of the character where right as you think this movie is just all fun and stupid wall gags and fucking LSD jokes. Suddenly his family's there and Pedro Pascal's like, yeah, and, and like I thought you would need some time to like crazy fix twist. your family. Crazy twist. He flew his family. Well, even before that, do you remember when they were like uh, uh, shooting the shotgun outside? Oh, my God. And then, like, we see... That was scary. I mean, we knew that he wasn't going to shoot Nicolas Cage know, right there. Still... But I think in comedy fashion, all of the build-ups to, like, where we think it's going to be the reveal that Pedro Pascal is the uh, is the leader of a of an arms trade, right? Mm-hmm. It's always just like, but actually, I'm just... I just love you, Nicolas Cage, is what he comes down to. He's just a true fan. He loves Nicolas Cage so much. Mm-hmm. I don't even. If you had, do you love any actor or somebody as much as Pedro Pascal loves Nicolas Cage? Like who? Not would, to that extent, no. But would you get like, like a six thousand dollars statue of like Wayne Newton, <laughs> <laughs> the singer of Donkey who has a permanent residency in Las Vegas? Oh, no, no. Uh, maybe Bobby Darren. 
Bob, I don't know. I hear he's like an asshole. He was like a diva in real life, but like Kevin Spacey. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, Kevin Spacey is a diva and was also, you know, he, everyone knows that. Uh, Ryan Gosling. I think I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fun. Is like was my man crush for like a while, and now it's Oscar Isaac. But oh. I the well, I mean, like it's I wouldn't go so far to have like a wax life size model of him. That would be fun. That'd be that would be fun. I'm sure. I'm sure you think it would be fun. Uh, no, no. Okay, so Nicholas Cage and the and the CIA. Um, where were we? Where did we leave off? We had shit. Mm. So yeah, no. He finds out. He brings his family to the place. Or no, 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 no. The birthday party is what we're forgetting to talk about, dude. Oh. Yeah. Because like that's when he actually like plants all of the cameras. And all of that, we haven't really touched up on that. And he, he actually, so Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz give him this, uh, this. Oh fuck! What this like that? topical agent that if you if you touch someone else with it, they'll pass out within thirty seconds. So yeah, so I okay, I'm back in it now. I got it. So I was, I said this in the movie theater too. Like I think I thought, I think I thought, I think I thought. I say that all the time. It's okay. That I fell asleep because I thought I missed something. And I didn't at all. In fact, I watched the whole film, but I thought I'd missed this part that you're talking about with the whole party scene. But no, that part was ridiculous where he finally gets like a spy gadgets, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. He has like a neuro neurological agent that like if you touch somebody, they'll pass out within three seconds. 30. 30 seconds. <laughs> three, three. If it was three, he had no chance. Uh, and so this guy's coming up because he sees... Like the lights go out, and of course everyone like freaks out. Yeah, and so someone's gonna check up on that. And so Nicolas Cage goes up uh, to the room where all the computers are, and the guard sees it from outside. Yeah, right. He sees the lights, and then he goes mm-hmm. up there. Uh, Nicolas Cage has the shit on his hands, and then he scratches his forehead. Just like <laughs> not even a scratch, he just like rubs it once. First, I don't know why. I, I was, do love that he's like, I think I touched my forehead. And like what? He's like, yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm not sure if I did. I think I did. I don't. <laughs> No, I did. Which is realistic because, like, I don't know when I touch myself on accident, right? <laughs> Horrible sentence. I know that's weird. I don't know if I touch myself on accident. <laughs> it just happens, guys. It just happens. Dude, and he touches himself again. I think he's like scratches his arm. He just keeps yeah. touching himself. <laughs> uh, and then like Tiffany Haddish's yeah. great response to it is like, uh, climb out the window. Climb out the window. And then Ike Brandholtz is like, he's dead. He's dead. And Nicolas Cage is like, I can still hear you. I'm going to die. <laughs> I was really hoping that he would like kind of pass out on the windowsill and fall. But because he's passed out, he doesn't tense up. Yeah. So the fall doesn't kill him. No, not at all. I mean, he like just falls in the room, right? Yeah, he falls through the window back into the room. Yeah. Uh, and is Tries able to, to drag himself. He get he grabs the antidote. Doesn't get it because he passes out in time. But how does Tiffany have to save him? Says action. And that's like that's good comedy writing, dude. And Ike is like, how did you do that? He's like honestly mad. Ike Bernholt is like, how the fuck did you do that? And <laughs> Tiffany Haddish is like, he's a trained actor. Yeah. I'm like, great justification. That is like, that makes sense. And that's when, from then on, that's when he was like really into being a spy. Because he's he was like, looking in the mirror. They said action. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, honestly, guys, I could really do this. I it's not that really. different. Not that different from acting. And it, uh, they're like, okay, great. Because we have one more mission for you. And he's like, fuck no, I ain't doing that. He's like, because he's already likes Javi. Yes, he loves the guy. Yeah. He's actually invested in trying to make this film with him. And because every time he finally, like, every time something like that happens and he agrees with the CIA, he's like, all right, fine. He'll, like, go outside and then Pedro Pascal will be like, hey, man, let's go have some fun. And then instantly falls back in love with the yeah. guy. He, like, nothing they say even fucking matters to him anymore. As soon as he sees Pedro Pascal's big blue eyes, I yes. think they're brown, actually. I think they're brown. I don't know where you're getting blue from. That man is Spanish as hell. Um, when the CIA agents do get attacked, though, because they get killed by Pedro Pascal's cousin, who yeah. is the kidnapper. Lucas. Lucas, who's like a bad bunny kind of looking fella. Yeah. Uh, he's he's actually the mastermind of everything, um, which I do think that's how cartels work, is they have somebody who's like, yeah, that's the guy who runs it, but really, that's just like the fucking idiot friend. Yeah, there's a scapegoat, yes, right? Yes. Because he's just taking the money. He's just like, the. he didn't even want to do that. His dad was the, Pedro Pascal's father was the one that was in charge of the arms dealing, right? Yep. And he passed away, and so now Pedro Pascal, it looks like he's going to take over the business, when in reality, the guy calling the shots is Lucas. Lucas. I don't know, man. Um, It was, like, how did you feel about, like, when, did you expect for the family to be flown in? Mm-mm. Was that, that was a crazy twist, right? Yeah. 
I, I don't just scared. Mm-hmm. Same here. I think the daughter, what's her name? Lily Sheen, the daughter yes. of Kate Beckinsale and uh, Michael Sheen. Crazy. Looks like Daisy Ridley to me. Do you agree? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. And then who's the mom? Is that an Irish accent? That's an Irish accent? I think that's a Scottish accent. Sc- I can tell you right now. Her name is um, Brave. I'm just kidding. No, that's not That's not who it is at all. Yeah. A I li- thought it was can- not, or Canadian? I, no, Canadian. that's... Canadian? No. Her name is Sharon Horgan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is like Hogan, but with an R shoved in there. Um, but she's from London. That's a London what? accent. A London borough. Of, I don't know if that's the accent she's using in the show, but that's where she's from. Okay. All right. So yeah, maybe she's just playing a Scottish person or something. But I feel I felt bad for them because they thought that he was dying. That's how Pedro Pascal was able to get them to come all the way to Spain. Well, and then they they like rushed rushed over, right? They didn't even like think about it. Of course, they got on the plane and flew out there. And then to see Nicolas Cage just be like, "Hey, what, what's going what's on?" They're, they're like, "Dad, are you dying?" It's like, "What?" <laughs> no. And they're like, "We couldn't even find anyone like to." F- Help take care of our cats while we're gone. <laughs> you know what it's gonna smell. Uh, you know how it's gonna smell. If those cats are dead there. Yeah. Oh god. And Pedro Pascal's not helping. He said, "I had a cat die in the kitchen once. You can't get rid of the smell." <laughs> My Nona tried. She couldn't even get the. She couldn't do. <laughs> uh, it's just Pedro Pascal trying to do, trying to help. Yeah, it's well, it is a weird therapy session when they're all at like the dinner table and he's watching Nicolas Cage trying to like talk to his family. He's saying, um. I just what was his excuse that was so pathetic? It's not it's not even trying. I think what's really sad is it's him making the effort him the character of Nicolas Cage. If we can break down the character now. Mm-hmm. It's him making the effort, but even his hardest effort isn't good enough, which is what even the therapist says to him or even his daughter says to him at one point where it's like, you know the sad part about all this is you are trying. Yeah. Like out of all the stuff that you're saying like I know you're trying. I believe that you're trying, but it's just fucking shit. Like you're yeah. just a dumb shitty narcissistic father dumb person it dumb. sucks man. dumb 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 you see it like it really hurts him yeah it really does hurt him yeah. even his, and his ex-wife thinks that he's despicable and uh they don't it takes it takes almost losing their lives for them to realize like oh he's a decent guy well and then you know he has his life put in danger when he, when him and pedro pascal have their little standoff yeah with their with their guns oh that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Because he arms himself. Uh, like When he's told he needs to arm himself, Nicolas Cage, yeah. he's immediately like, oh, I know which guns I'm going to fucking get. But, uh, but at the same time, reluctant. Because he doesn't want to kill Pedro Pascal, but he has to save his family. <sighs> he's got to. When on the other end of the spectrum, Pedro Pascal is almost shot in the head by Lucas, his cousin. And it's either Lucas says, either I shoot you in the head or you kill Nicolas Cage. Because he finds out that he's working for the CIA. And so... Can't have no snitches in the cartel, bro. Nah, dude. But luckily enough, when uh, Lucas is going to kill the family, guess who's who's helps to save the day? Um, the hero himself, Nicholas Cage, Cage. Of course. I mean, even before that, like, do you remember, like, when they're just chilling in the car? Like, because Pedro, pa- there's a beautiful scene. I have to say, beautiful cinematography in this like wacky comedy. It's it's uh, just the shot is just of Pedro Pascal. And Nicolas Cage walking toward each other in slow motion, both knowing that they have to kill each other, both knowing that they love each other dearly within these past few days. And they meet up, they, they're like just close to each other. And Pedro Pascal's just kind of like, Hey, man, I'm sorry I brought your family into this. Do you want to drive to the cliff to clear our heads? Really think about the third act of our movie. And like, Nicolas Cage is like, Okay. And they're just chilling in the car. Nicolas Cage is wearing slip on checkered vans. Pedro Pascal has these like really nice moccasins. I believe they're Gucci. They probably are. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. They try on each other's shoes. Nicholas Cage is saying like, "These are really nice." I've never seen you wear that before. Oh, I know when they don't seem like they're very me. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell they're that close because you only say that to people that you really know. Hey, I've never seen you wear that before. They, these guys have known each other for what three days? <laughs> if. If that. Meaning that in three days, Nicholas Co- Nic- Cage thinks he knows every outfit of Pedro Pascal. <laughs> or like even how he would dress. And then for his response to be like, I just don't think they're really me. And he's like, they're totally you. Yeah, they look great on you. You want to try them on? And then Pedro Pascal's like, I like those shoes. Do you want to switch? Like permanently? Like forever. 
Uh, and the best part is that gag comes up later when they're trying to run. He's like, come on, we have to run. He's like, these shoes offer no support. <laughs> <laughs> the Gucci moccasins. Uh, yeah, dude, they, they, they have a fun friendship together. I hope we see more Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage movies. I don't know how. It's possible. I, I don't know how else you can. I mean, you can't remake Lethal Weapon with them. That's for no, sure. No, no, but, no. But, but I hope they have like at least a movie together. They don't have to be buddies in it but like i hope they work together more they had a fantastic a chemistry uh, you said a sequel to this yeah why not i don't know i think this is a one and done honestly yeah, yeah. i think so too well it was beautiful when they pulled the guns on each other though saying like you were you pedro pascal's like you were gonna kill me and nicholas cage is like i was going to but i i just can't <laughs> it's because i love you and then pedro pascal's like i love you too and look it's the and then they start getting shot at by lucas uh, they do. They get shot at, and then they just like hide. There. Of course, there's instantly coverage right yes. there. There's a big tree, and then a door that they run through. It's just I, you know, it's a movie. Movies. So it's exactly like. What did you did you like the pacing of the movie? Did you like how it started out with just like a buddy comedy, and then it turned into action? Yeah, I felt like there was a lot of scenes that developed the story, or like I don't know. I felt like there was no filler stuff yeah yeah did you have like a, a, any favorite parts of the movie i really liked when they were on lsd <laughs> yeah. the funniest part absolutely <laughs> the funniest part i think the i think the not that there are any bad parts of the movie to me but i think it's like when it turned into like an action chase movie that's like when i that was my least favorite part if i had to choose oh i was just say my favorite part was when it turned into bad boys too and they're racing to the embassy <laughs> oh you loved it yeah and she like throws the knife and then it cuts into the movie. That was a beautiful transition. That I thought was really because because I, I don't. I mean, I'm sure that's why they did it. But at first, when it switched, I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" I thought it was all in his head. It was I all th- very jarring at first. Yeah. Yeah. And then man. I realized, oh, that's Demi Moore. She used to bang Ashton Kutcher. I remember that. You knew that, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, she looks great. She looks great for her age. She also used to bang Bruce Willis. I remember that as well. Yeah, Rummer's mom. Damn, dude. Uh, but when that transition happened, I thought that was just in his head. For sure. So that he could like, uh, it was just like him pushing trauma behind him so he could get through this like crazy situation. And then like it would come back to him and he'd be just like in a pool of blood. Yeah, that's really what I thought would happen. Even before that, I mean, did you, I thought his acting as Sergio Balasari or whoever the the crime boss that was dead for 15 years was. <laughs> yeah. His depiction of that guy <laughs> fantastic so the makeup the whole thing that like his wife was the next makeup artist and the fact that he becomes Ser- sergio sergi sergio sergey whatever the fuck <laughs> they, he has like his own walk <laughs> and everything like, hey how you doing it's like like nothing ever happened <laughs> buddy buddy with and, and nobody's really falling for it i no. mean everybody knows it's nicholas cage Dude. i like how like the prosthetic prosthetics or whatever it yeah was just, like, he has yeah. a fake beard over his real beard he does. <laughs> he does a big ass nose, long gray hair, looking like a Spanish Moses. Dude, it was it was all just so bonkers, so off the wall. And they like believe. Well, he didn't really believe it at first. Lucas had a knife to his throat, and then it was his wife that saved him. Yeah, if she wouldn't have doubled down on the, you know, go ahead, you're not gonna kill him. Sort yeah. of thing. If you kill him, Ballsy. I'm still gonna make this deal, right? Is what she said. And like that's when it started all like. I don't know. That's when it's turned. It was exactly what they were talking about in the movie. It was like, what if it started off as like a, as a crime drama for adults and then turned into an action thriller at the end? But then like they, uh, it's like, but it can't just be comedy all the way around. Not when two dudes are just talking. <laughs> I love it. I love every bit of it, man. Do you want to give this movie a, a, a rating? I'm gonna give it a five out of five, easily for me. I mean, like there are. It's not perfect. But it is easily up there with. I'm gonna watch it again, and I'm, I'm gonna yeah. like actually sit down. It's not gonna. It's usually we say like it's a fun movie. Put it on the background when you're like making beans or something like that, right? I actually don't know if we've ever said that, <laughs> but I get the I get the point. <laughs> yeah. How about you? What do you give it? Um, I don't know if I wanted a five, but I would like to watch it again. I would like to sit down and watch it again because yeah. I do think it's a funny movie, um, and the whole like meta ness of it is very funny so uh, i give it a four maybe even a four four point five okay okay four point five melissa uh i would say also four point five yeah i think that's yeah. a good it's a good it's a good one to know citizen kane but of, uh, cor- of course i mean actually citizen kane kind of sucks I, that's what you keep telling me so that's like it's just a weird all. rosebud it's that's just a filmography student go-to for like what uh cinematography uh yeah like a cinematic I, masterpiece from like be. 20 years ago yeah yeah um because best person now on- it's the joker 
Oh, Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker, That's the impeccable best movie ever. Uh, I'm sorry, you're gonna ask best me. person on set, uh, dude. It has to be right. Yeah. Actually, it's gonna yeah. be Nikki, specifically Ooh, Nikki, specifically yeah. young Nick Cage. Ooh, let's talk about the bar scene when yes. he pops up, and it's the best line in the entire <laughs> movie. What does he? Fu- he just says, "You're Nick fucking Cage." Like, Except he holds it for like. Uh, Two minutes. <laughs> Two minutes and it says, Whoa, okay. It's the delivery masterful. <laughs> oh, I want that to be my text tone. Oh, please. Oh, my God. So good. Yes. Like, that was like. I do. And I do like that. It's very clear that he's crazy talking to that person because they yeah. cut back a number of times of him being like in the car by himself or sitting at the bar by himself. And mm-hmm. like he has these like really intense conversations where he's like, just get out. I'm going to drop you off here. Like get out of the car yeah. or yeah. The, the invisible him, Nikki, punches him in the face or something like that. Yeah. And it's just like <laughs> he has some issues. And I love that. I love that there. It's like an ego thing, mm-hmm. right? That's just ego. That's his movie star self talking to him. It's his like his cockiness. Mm-hmm. This is only the third film where he is. Um, Listed as Nick Coppola. What? Yeah, the last time he was uh, listed as Coppola was uh, Fast Time at Ridgemont High. Nicholas Cage was in, in Fast mo- Times. Yeah, that was one of his first roles. As who? Just a throwaway kind of guy in the background. What? Sort of thing. Yeah, that's incredible. You so he what? doesn't usually go by his real name. No, he goes by Nicholas Cage. His, yeah, his movie his star mo- his alias moniker. Love oh, it. Alias gotcha. moniker, aka. Um, what nickname? do you? Uh, any other favorite scenes? I feel like. This was such a bonkers movie. We are probably missing some like some key points that really made us laugh. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? It went by fast. It's a fun watch, man. It is a it is a wild ride all the way through and through. Yeah. I don't know if there's much. I mean, I almost felt like I was watching Thelma and Louise, but with two guys instead, Ooh, and wow. also no like murder or rape. Yeah, much lighter, much lighter. Uh, Gabriella, shout out to Gabriella, who is the girl from Master of None. Very, oh, very attractive yeah. Spanish oh, yeah. woman. Yeah, and how do you know she's from Master of None, buddy? Uh, because my wonderful fiance has a good facial recognition skill for movie stars. Nice. Better than you. Yeah, better than me. I really did not recognize her. No, I. but don't they mostly wear masks in that show anyways? What? 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 I'm thinking of a completely I'm different confused. show. The fuck? No. This is Z's Ansari. <laughs> yeah, I'm realizing that now. Oh I was thinking of that bank robbery show. Good Cross girls. Papel. Money heist. Uh-huh. <laughs> Money oh heist. The Spanish. The Spanish one. Casa de papel. Yeah. House of Paper? Yeah, that's Money Heist, dude. I know. I know. I'm the idiot. I already, I already I'm like said Max. Singer, <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of Mask Singer, dude. On Fox, I'm thinking of Dancing with the Stars. Uh, fuck, I need to lay down. You need to lay down and figure your shit out, dude. Um, Honestly, I need a trip uh, to Mallorca to meet my biggest fan so I can see really what life is about and the, just learn that the truth is, I've always been a star. I just mm-hmm. need to believe it myself. You, while you were getting popcorn, you missed it. Like it was one of the cutest interactions between Pedro Pascal and uh, Nicolas Cage. So Pedro Pascal is talking to Gabriella, saying that like I have to wait for the perfect time to tell him about my script. It has to be natural. It has to be organic, oh, right? Yeah. And so Nicolas Cage is chilling poolside. Just yes. On a, uh, did you? I did, did you see that in? part. Yeah. And then they're just laying right next to each other, and Pedro Pascal's like so nervous. It's quiet. No one says anything, and Pedro Pascal's like what? you say something? And Nicolas Cage <laughs> looks back at him. He's like, no. Like, are you cool, man? And uh, Pedro Pascal's like, so I've been working on a script and is interrupted by Lucas <laughs> immediately. Uh, the what? When nobody's talking is one of my favorite jokes. In fact, I do it at work all the time. Always. Oh, you do that to I other people? It all when the it's time. quiet. When it's too quiet. Sorry, what was that? What'd you say? I wasn't talking to you, oh, Alex. Sorry, I thought you just wanted to have a conversation <laughs> with me. Uh, okay, I think I got enough off my chest in regards to this movie. How about you guys? Anything else? In regards Melissa? to the movie? No, my chest is clean. Okay. <laughs> in regards to my feelings towards the way you dress? Not yet. Uh, you like my style. I right? do. Yeah. Thank you. I thank can't. You. I can't fake it. All right, Melissa, you have anything else? Melissa, if you could have a wax figure of any famous person, who would it be? Mm. A six thousand dollar wax life size figure. Probably. Phoebe from Friends. Oh, good Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. Good. No, Phoebe from Friends. Lisa Kudrow. Like guitar. Well, she's playing guitar. I'm singing Smelly Cat. Ah, mm-hmm. That's a good one. And I think we'll end on that note. Um, or Joey. 
Or Joey Tribbiani would be good. Anatomically one. correct, Joey. All right. Before we end, do we want to play our favorite game? Name. It's the one uh, that uh, Doug Benson always does. Oh, where we add movie titles together? Not add movie titles together. We just name Nicolas Cage movies is what I was thinking. Oh, okay. Fuck. Okay. We haven't played this game since like episode seven. Good luck, Melissa. All right. Name Nicolas Cage films. Okay. Christian, since you're the challenger, why don't you begin? The unbearable weight of massive talent. Mm. The talent of unbearable weight. No, I'm just kidding. Asshole. Asshole. Uh, Leaving Las Vegas. Okay. Ghost Rider. Nice. Very nice. Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance. Damn it. I was going to go for that one. I know. The USS Indianapolis. Okay. The Christmas movie with Nicholas No, come on. You have to, what's the title? I don't know. You don't know it. anything else? Think. I mean, we've talked Face about. Off. There, there you go. We go. We've said a lot of Nicholas. On air. The Croods. What? Okay, The Croods. What else? I'm oh, helping the you. The Croods too. There you go. <laughs> I don't think that's the name of a movie. Wild at Heart. Ooh, nice. You, I would have saved that one if I were you. Mm. Um, Mandy. Nice. I'm done. Fine. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with Jujitsu. The Rock. Okay. Um, give me a second. Give me a second. Pig. Gone in sixty seconds. Oh, give me a second. Give me a second. Family Man. Uh. Yeah. Oh no, that's. Come on, dude. Oh um. Come on. Lord of War? I'll give you that. What I think is, it's called it? that. I think it's, yeah. I think it's not it's God of War. War. God of War is the video game. I know that. So not sure, War Dogs. So I'm pretty sure it's. I think it's Lord of War. Lord of War, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll go with Matchstick Men. Oh, nice. Way to go back to, to our old ones. Um, Spider, Spider-Man Spider Into the Spider-Verse. He's in that? He's uh, Spider-Noir. Okay, cool. I, I don't know. Spider-Man. I'll do uh, Willy's Wonderland. Nice. Very nice. Um, what about that one where he plays? You know, there's so many more. <gasps> what is it? Come on. Come on. Uh, oh, Fast Times at Region 1 High. Okay, sure. Okay, because we just said that. All right, another one is. Uh, oh, God! You know, there's some people listening to this who are just punching themselves. Oh yeah, absolutely. We're missing. We're so missing some good many. ones. Um, hang missing. on, don't tell us yet. Don't tell us yet. <gasps> oh, some really good one. National Treasure. National <gasps> Treasure Two: Book of Secrets. Okay, uh, that was an easy one. Fuck, dude. Did oh. you say what was? The, oh, you said Family Man. Yeah, I did. Weatherman? I don't know if he's in something like that. Oh, do we want to call it quits? I don't know if I have any more. Can we see if the Weatherman's a movie that he's in? Okay, hold on. Oh, he's just like a leading man in so many things. Weatherman. Yes. He's in something called Mom and Dad. R- Raising Arizona? Mom and Dad. I'm checking. Yeah. Yeah? <sighs> nice, nice. Raising Arizona. Isn't that the one he does with Cher? Raising Arizona? Yeah, the Coen Brothers film. Mm, yeah. <sighs> we're doing really good. We're do we're scraping the bottom of our barrel here. Um um I have like multiple tabs open. Oh fuck, dude. Think of like what they said in the movie. I, I, we've gotten we already truck. said the crude. Moonstruck. Oh nice. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Come on. You got it. The Wicker Man. <gasps> yes. Ah, fuck. I was just looking at that one. Fuck. Ah. Yes. Was that yours? No, it no, wasn't. That's, that's a, just that's, a good that's one. That's a good. Because I don't know if I have any more. Uh, I have to have at least one more. Unless I just want it with Wicker Man. Screw it. I yeah, I forfeit. Okay. Hit us with the ones that, the big ones that we missed. Uh, the big ones that you miss. Let's see. Oh, well, there's a lot of national treasures. There's like more three, than two, right? There's more than two? two. Yeah, I think there's like maybe four. What? what? I know the fourth one is in. What He's is it? Next. Uh, I'm not familiar with next. Um, 
No, she's telling us. Hurry up. <laughs> oh, next. I don't know these. City of Angels. City of Angels. Okay, I'm familiar with that. Kick ass. Oh! Kick ass. Raising Arizona is what you said. Yes. I don't know these. A score to settle. Just say them all. Leaving yeah. behind the frozen ground. Primal. Season of the Witch, Valley Season Girl, of the Witch. World Trade Center. Yes, he's the fireman. Um, ah. Vampire's Kiss. Yep. Color Out of Space. I don't know that Adaptation. One. Yeah, these are like... Adaptation. Films. Stolen. Stolen. The Bad Lieutenant. Um, I mean, this man has done... A bunch. At yeah. this point, like you, we said all the major ones, right? Is this not... Yeah. Did you see this fact or did I make it up? This is like his 100th credited film. I don't know. I have no clue, but I would believe it. I would believe it. Uh, and he was also in that movie. Um, oh, no. I can't even think right now. Yeah, it's okay. All right. Nicholas let's get Cage. out of here. Uh, he's, got a, he's got an Oscar, right? I think he has it for Leaving Las Vegas, right? Aha. Uh-huh. No, that's Cher. <laughs> no, Just kidding. She's in Raising Arizona. Okay. All right, baddies. You guys know where to check us out. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hit us with more movie suggestions and know that we love you. Yeah, send us your fan fix at uh, icbtb.com. Uh, buy your merch at icbtb.com. Uh, send pictures of your dogs to me at call underscore me Jesus. Um, and you could just... <laughs> send pictures of your food to Christian. Just follow me. <laughs> just follow me. I don't want to see what nasty shit y'all are eating nowadays. Oh. Christian has asthma is my handle on most things. Really just Instagram. Uh, um, and send Melissa pictures of your boba mm-hmm. at where what is it what's your little milk tea little milk tea follow Fitting. her dogs at uh pokey the puggy we love you guys baddies uh we'll see you guys next time check out this movie it is streaming in theaters it is a movie to watch it is an hour and 49 minutes so it's not too long it is not two and a half hours not like i had said um but it's a good time um anything else guys Mm-mm. all right <laughs> bye. bye good afternoon yeah.